I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast sponsored by Shergo Guitars. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Stick to the script. Jay Cross. Stick to the, the script. And Matthew Knight. Grip to the stick? Yes, and on this week's episode, we're going to be grilling Jay on the latest Fender news from Nam, and we're going to be finding out what Matt's top picks are were from the event and taking questions from the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. To join the discussion, follow the links in the description of this podcast or visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Now, before we get started on anything, to carry on the trend that Mark Packham introduced last week, we're going to we're going to just introduce our new Patreons for the week. So thank you very much to Michael Pratt, to Samuel Pelly, to Gear Engdahl, to Andrew Fiore, to Stephen Hampson, David Gonan, and James McClure. Also, uh, Ben Stevenson, thanks very much for upgrading to the next tier up. Considering Patreon account. Those considering everything you do is scripted. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't like at least pretend to have rehearsed reading out some of those oh, names. Sorry, I did. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But you know, I those names people... were a mouthful. Gear Engdahl, Joe, and Andrew Fiorella. I think. You should move on. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, you know, thanks very much, everyone, for joining our Patreon wagon. Um, um, it feels like about a million years since I've been on the Eternals podcast. Ah, yes. Well, it's, it's, it's only been a week that you had off. but uh, Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Do you have two weeks off? Yeah. No, because... Matt, no. Matt was on it when Jay wasn't on it. Oh, it, I thought it was the other way round. No. Do I really leave that little of an impression? Yeah. Didn't, so we you, didn't a... you come here and podcast? As no, well? we remotely podcast. You're absolutely right. Oh, We've okay. had so Jay's I thought not you been came on it my two. house without me. No, no, no. We left your house alone. We okay. we, uh, we remoted. Uh, it was good. Our remote, uh, our remote. I wonder what that smell was, was then. I assumed it was you, but no. clearly not. Well, there we Maddie. Well, <laughs> 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 well, it is lovely to have you back on the uh, on the podcast, Jay Cross. And Thanks. Matthew yeah, Knight. it's been good. I, I suppose the thing is, is that we stopped. When when did we break? When did we break up for Christmas? Uh, uh, like halfway through December. Yeah, and I've only so I've only done one in that time in about six weeks yeah so yeah it's uh, it's good to be good to be back no, it's lovely to fingers have you crossed back. i can remember how to read my script yes exactly stick stick to the the script and of course because both you jay and matt you've been away at nam and uh, me and mark certainly last week we absolutely hammered through the nam news but as we were saying on last week's episode this has been the busiest nam i mean ever like easily you know, certainly since you know we've been podcasting, what? this 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 NAM was jam packed. There's so much stuff. I tell you what, this year was very weird because Thursday, Friday, 
actually at the show were very, very busy. And Saturday was pretty busy, but Saturday's normally the busiest because it's the public day. Sunday, totally dead. Totally dead. It was, really? It was yeah. so weird. It was like walking around. It's like, there's no one here. Yeah, it was really weird. I think basically everybody who no- used to go on the Sunday, the public day. Oh, basically is just, Sunday the public Sunday day? Sunday was public. has always been the public day. I and Saturday was the public no, day. No, Sunday. And I think basically everyone who used to go on the Sunday or usually goes on a Sunday just found a way to get in. Yeah, everyone's an influencer now. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think basically yeah. as, long as, you, as long as you've got your own domain name and you can send an email from it, I think yeah. you can you can get a badge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think well, there you go, listeners. You you heard well, it here first. I mean, I, I I've got no idea. I mean, obviously, I've got no idea. I don't take care of getting a badge. Yeah. I have yeah. people that do that for me. But Absolutely. um, you know, I think it's I think that's what. But yeah, it was very weird. I was walking around uh, to the point that Matty and I had a chance to actually go and see some stuff together on the Sunday. Wow. We both had some time off together. Um, I mean, most of the time we spent actually just sitting outside and eating lunch. But we did go and see some stuff together. But yeah, I mean, we did we did eat lunch. You seem to do you seem to do quite well at actually actually getting to see stuff this now, Jay. Whereas Matt, you've constantly complained that you only had ten minutes to to sort of I went three days without a lunch break. It was um yeah. yeah, I think I shot like yeah. fifty product videos. We saw them. Um, we saw at least one of them, and it was yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah. It seemed um, it seemed like at that point you had given up actually trying to convey the information correctly, and you were just doing. Uh, a sort by of the last day, routine. I was like, I was, I because also I was demoing. Did you demo air? Uh, right. So what were so, you demoing? Just the Waza Air and the giant metal zone. Uh, yeah, that that was it. The giant metal zone is available to buy. No, we had a five hundred thousand <laughs> pound piano on display. Um, What's in that the got Roland to do with booth. Boss? Yeah. Uh, Roland, did it? Well, well, you know, it's the same thing. Um, Matt's the only one who can play chopsticks. <laughs> None of the rest of them can do it. So Matt <laughs> had to course. Matt had to yeah. demo that. Absolutely. Um, I yeah. So I, I was I was covering uh, one of our colleagues who couldn't be there. So I was I did a lot of demo on Wazer Air along with a couple of uh, my other colleagues. But yeah, I did a lot of Wazer Air demos, and we could only really demo one pair at a time. And when there's a queue out the door of people waiting to try them, <laughs> um, you and once you've given the same five minute sort yeah. of pitch Spiel. over and over again, it's um, I mean, those people should have just listened to the podcast. We gave it gear of the I know. year 2019. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we a proper overview. Um, but um, here's some other also... headphones. Just listen to this while you're waiting, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> you can decide if you want to actually spend some time with them. But I also got my first proper go on the SY1000, and our guy Austin had one of the best demos ever. Um, if you want to hear it in full, um, go to the Anderton's page and just find their video, The Best Demo Ever, Winter Nam 2020. <laughs> and he's just put up the be- – he just made the best synth medley ever. Um, that product is seriously amazing. So he did all of those. Um, so on I... the on the note on the the point of the SY one thousand and sorry if I'm stealing your thunder here, Matty, but uh, on the Saturday and also on the Sunday, I snuck away both times. Right. Uh, Nick Reinhardt was oh. doing a, a performance on the boss booth on the SY one thousand. On the SY one thousand. So amazing, Matty. You, you have to talk us through the chain. But my understanding is he was using an SY one thousand and two Line six DL fours. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. And basically, the, honestly, the the thing that he, so the, the the one that did he did he do it every day? Yeah, uh, every day. Yeah, no, every day. Yeah, he did it every day. So yeah, I went down on the day. Saturday. So I, we saw. I saw Matt as he was leaving 
I think the first, yeah, I saw Matt as he was leaving on the Friday and he just said, like, you have to come and see Nick play tomorrow because it was amazing. So um, me and a couple of the other guys that I worked with went downstairs to to watch him and it really was fantastic. What he was doing was amazing, you know, making drums, the synths that he was sort of like building up and it, it was it was a really incredible showcase of that product. Yeah. And then I went and saw him the following day and it was even better. And it, it was the, the, the two performances were nothing alike. It was a true improvisation. Um, and he played for it was like 20 minutes so it's like it's right. perfect because it's you know that's how that's how long people should play for yeah. and if you play for any longer than that <laughs> Joe it's too long and it gets boring yeah. so uh, I thought Nick did a really good job and it, it, the whole thing sounded incredible I especially like the the sound of the drum kit being pushed yeah, down the I stairs yeah I mean I we had the engineer there who designed and built it and programmed a lot of it and I was like oh did you even think that you could make those kind of sounds out of it he's like no He's like totally took it above and beyond what I ever programmed it to do. Oh, right. Wow. So, you know, he'd programmed like if you hit the low E string, it did like an 808 kind of kick. And then the G did like a snare, but then he'd done the same sound on the B, but it added a bunch of reverb. So he could do like a kick snare and then a snare with a bunch of reverb all just by tapping the guitar. I was just like it's nuts I was, I was like i just have to get one now i mean something something is expressive and um i guess sort of uh, without limitation as the s is the sy is it 100 or 1000 sorry um it, it, nick reinhardt's absolutely the right player for that yeah. because he, he just doesn't think with any boundaries yeah it was uh it was amazing but um i i'm hoping i'm gonna get him over to the uk and and take him around and get him to do that demo to a bunch of other people because it is just a mind-blowing thing to uh, to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it captured on any demos, the Nick Reinhardt play? No, because no? it was more like we had a bunch of live performances on right. the on the booth um, and that was just part of that, basically. Ah, I, I, re- I recorded about 20 seconds of it. I'll show you afterwards if yeah. you want. One yeah, guy cool. did stand there with his phone and record the whole thing. So somewhere <laughs> on the deep corner of, the, of YouTube, <laughs> there probably is the entire demo shot on an iPhone um, if, you, if you're really into that sort ah, of thing. Amazing. Wonderful. So, Jay Cross, um, yeah. what were your like, top picks then from, from your time getting to actually peruse the, the floors at, at NAM? What stuck out to you? Uh, okay, so um, I really enjoy. So I, I until the Sunday, I didn't get a huge amount of time to walk around either. Uh-huh. I know I, I make it sound as though I don't do any work, but I actually was absolutely exhausted the whole time. But um, I, uh, I, I did manage to make myself free so that I could watch the Jim Adkins performance on oh, yeah. Fender Booth, which oh, was cool. That was really cool. Uh, so basically, there's there's the Jim Adkins guitar, the J ninety, who's which has been out for I don't know. Ten, ten, I think this was the tenth anniversary. Um, wow, because it's it's a very different guitar. Yeah, you? completely. It's it's uh it's like through neck. Yeah, um, through neck mahogany hollow body pink two P nineties. Yeah, Telecaster thin line. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically he wanted it in a new color, so right. it's now available in white. Uh, but he came and did a performance and like did a couple of Jimmy Eat World songs. So oh, it was it was really good. Jimmy yeah, Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. I, yeah, I've always, <laughs> I've always called him Jimmy Eat World. I don't know why. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy yeah, Eat yeah, World. Yeah. So I weird. think I did Jimmy as Eat like, World as well. Like someone, Jimmy Eat World. Someone you went to school with. You know, Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. He had an accident in year three. <laughs> the old Jimmy Eat World. You know. Um, so uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, and uh, I also. Uh, got to go down and see the um, Game Changer 
Yeah. Uh, game changer. So they have their what they, light what's that reverb. Com- what are they called? G- game, game changer audio. Game changer audio. Yeah. Uh, the so the light pedal. Which, oh, you actually got to see it. I did get to I see it. Yeah. So gutted. I and I, get to I got to have a, a very quick play on it, and uh, I thought it sounded amazing. Like I really needed a bit of time to properly yeah, spend some time with it because you know i mean try this... try playing a reverb in that place well, well i mean you know i had headphones on and everything uh, but there was just there was so many people around that it was it was different and there was people like waiting to try it yeah. and i just i don't like you know holding people up and everything so um but it sounded amazing and i've got to say if you've not watched it you've got to go and watch the uh release video that they did for that pedal because it's absolutely it's some of the best pedal marketing i've ever seen I thought it was incredible. The whole video. I, I really don't like to say this with you in the room, Joe, but it did remind me of the video that Polymath did for the e, e, MS3. MS3? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, you know, kind of a person standing in a room playing guitar with lots of lights going off everywhere. It, and... it looks very, very similar to our DD3 video. <laughs> oh, is that what I'm thinking of instead? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the same lights and same right. sort of room thing. Right. Uh, maybe they just put the room after you and you didn't clear down your stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, that no, I think it. that's what it is. It uh, looks like a very, very cool pedal. I'm, I always go and see those guys every now yeah. and I miss them annoyingly. I mean, it, it, it sounded amazing. It really did sound... There was, you know, this, the f- maybe three or four minutes I spent playing it, it sounded really, really cool. Um, the other thing I, that I really liked, purely... Well, particularly from an aesthetic point of view, was the uh, Jam Pedals booth. So uh, Jam Pedals, Greek pedal company, who we've been talking about on Guitar Nerds, well, on the podcast for a long time because they were one of the first, I guess, kind of quote-unquote boutique pedal brands that we had when we were still all working at GAC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they, at the time, they had a pedal called the Waterfall, which I remember thinking at the time was just the most amazing chorus sound I'd ever heard. And um, I got to go and try that pedal and try it in its new form which is the ripley fall right. which is um uh both the ripple which i think is their phaser um and yeah it's their phaser and the waterfall which is the the chorus and like the guy sort of taught, taught me through it and showed a couple of different things that you could do with it and then like it sounds amazing but then when i put that chorus pedal on it's just like incredible like I think it's the gold standard for for like just a basic chorus effect. It just sounds unbelievable. There's certainly a brand that we maybe haven't given enough airtime to recently. Fantastic sort of you know, looking boutique style pedals. Yeah, as well. really simple, very colourful. And I tell you what, the booth design was absolutely incredible. So you sent us pictures of yeah, this. Yeah, so they have maybe like ten pedals on display. And for people listening at home, you've got to go and check out the designs on the jam pedals. Um, chassis. So, for example, take the waterfall, which is a uh, it's a blue pedal with a black tap, like a faucet with running water coming out of it. And essentially, what they've done is they've mounted it on a display where uh, the kind of the rest of the pipes. So basically, you could see the pipe leading up to the. Oh, that's the tap. amazing. That was built into like the the background of the display, and then underneath it, the water continued to flow out. And uh, and then they've got their their retro vibe pedal, which has got flowers on it, but the flat you don't see the whole. Uh, like some of the flowers are obscured by the edge of the pedal, right? And so the design continued onto the. 
uh, the frame of the back of the pet. The whole thing looked, um, it was absolutely astonishing. Like, what a great display. Really, really thought through really well. And, like, the people there were just really nice. They were right in the middle of it all, dealing with complete chaos 100% of the time. <laughs> and uh, when I went over to go and try a couple of the pedals, they, they, couldn't, have been, they couldn't have been lovelier. It was... It was really good. Did oh. they um? Did they have the pink flow on display? The pink there, which flow. is the, their multi That's, effect. Yeah, they is... had quite. A, I walked past the booth. I didn't stop to really try anything, but they had a bunch of their multi effect, which is yeah. basically all of their effects built into one huge. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking chassis. at it right now. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The pink flow has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen knobs on the front of yeah. it. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six micro switches. But this is the most impressive bit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight foot switches yes. on a single pedal. <laughs> it's uh, and it doesn't look and, kind of unwieldy. One of them is just labelled Seagull. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I assume oh, that's one yeah, of the. It's the reverse wah sounds. Yeah. You know, if you plug a wah in, back to front. Um, it doesn't make a wah sound, but it makes a seagull type sound yeah. when you adjust the tone pot on your guitar. I think it's basically got a, the same sort of uh, inductor as a wah pedal, and then you hit that, and uh, you get a nice little seagull sound. The idea behind the Pink Flow being it's like all Pink Floyd sounds, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like David Gilmore in a analog floor pedal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I just think they're a great company, and I think that the the and what was cool was I I, I had a very brief chat with whoever it was who was helping me out and um and i said like oh you know i used to work in a shop and and we sold these and i haven't had a chance to try them for ages he said oh what shop where are you, where are you from i said oh from brighton he was like oh gag oh I, yeah 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 that's right he was like oh yeah, yeah you know so he he knew who we were and stuff and yeah it was it was really nice it was um that that was great uh i also want to give a shout out to um chase bliss so i got to go and try the new chase bliss pedals and um I apologize so the, if I'm the Chase Bliss Meris collaboration reverb. So all the both and, and the preamp as well. Yeah, and also got to spend a bit of time with the mood and the loop. Oh, very uh, cool. The, the blooper. blooper. Sorry, blooper. blooper. I said don't know why I said loop. <laughs> blooper. Uh and um the guy who so also just as a quick tangent, whilst I was out there, I uh, on the Saturday or Sunday evening, I managed to hook up with the guys from the Gear Slum and uh, Ryan from Sixty Cycle Harm, Poor you. and the guys from Sinusoid as well. And we did an episode of the Gear Slum. There was about ten geezers in the room, and there, I think there was four mics. So everyone was sort of like <laughs> shimmying mics around. But um, yeah, I, I talked about it on there. I did a demo. I, I got a demo from the guys at Chase Bliss, and just the. I was there Saturday or Sunday afternoon. The geezer must have been talking nonstop for four days. And the, the demo that he gave me was so passionate and so uh, kind of, uh, you know, he gave me the time to find things out for myself and he jumped in when he needed to. That's wonderful. It was, it was really good and like so complete what, shout out to them. And was this in the case of all pedals or was there one yeah, specific? Well, specifically, I was trying, I was playing with the mood right. um, oh, okay. and, and the blooper. Uh, and just, you know, experimenting with those because I hadn't really spent much time with them when we did it for Gear of the Year. Sure. Um, and also the the new reverb. The yeah, because I'm very interested in the in the it, reverb and also the preamp, obviously. Yes. So they worked incredibly. Um, just the, the way that it is all put together. 
uh, the switching between With the chassis presets. and everything else looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. And and just the mechanical faders is the best idea. It, it's it's amazing. And and actually, as I said, I think at the time, the the kind of the preamp part of it is like I'm not particularly interested in like right. being able to I, I you know I've never owned an EQ pedal I don't really care sure um but m- the thing that I'm excited about is the platform the new chassis and the yeah. fact that they were able to showcase that with the Maris reverb pedal um collaboration so that's the I can't remember what it's called. Is it the automaton or uh, the whole thing is called automaton, which automaton, is basically yeah. the pedals in that format. Yeah, and then there's the yeah, there's the preamp, and then there's the the, uh, reverb. the reverb. Yeah, the the reverb sounded amazing. There was you know again difficult to tell when you're sort of wearing headphones and there's loads and loads going on in and around you, but the uh, the 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 some of the like shimmery, lush, expansive reverbs that you could get out of it were just magnificent like yeah really really good and all, all i did was spend some time basically going through the five presets that they had set out there and uh yeah really versatile and really amazing and honestly i'm, I'm very excited to see what they do next i really hope that there's the the one that for me that i think is the the most has the most potential is in terms of kind of a a reimagined uh analog delay like a digital delay with in the same way that you know the uh Ibanez Echo Shifter yeah. has got the faders, and when you move the faders, you hear the tape speed up or slow down. Yeah, imagine that, but on the In a complicated chassis with yeah. seven faders, and like exactly. That. And those, oh yeah, those I could fa- get involved with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's that the, the potential that they've got for that is incredible. Now, really of course, limitless. the the Echo Shifter, the Ibanez Echo Shifter, has been reimagined by yeah. Ibanez, so yeah, that yeah. was there as well. I, I I didn't manage to get into no. the into the Ibanez booth because it's very overwhelming yeah um not as overwhelming as the uh the ernie ball booth yes the but ernie that ball comes booth down is to... always a stage as well, well as being a booth and that's the problem the only time i had a chance to go over there steve lukather was doing a demo was doing a signing session yeah. and so like you couldn't get in because it's, there was, a, kind of there was the, a, a queue of people yeah, the, to get the in. sort of downside with the music man booth at at nam is that it's it's they all, they constantly have performances there oh, all which, the time, you know, so, and it makes sense because which is it's wonderful, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can't actually really demo stuff, but it means you. <laughs> but I saw I saw the new Valentines from because they have them on display outside, you just couldn't pick them up. Yeah, um, and you know it looks amazing, and yeah, I mean the, the whole thing was great. I, I had a I had a really good time. I mean the so I, you know I, I know we'll get on to talking about it in a minute, but some of the Fender stuff that came out was amazing and really cool to be a part of it all. Uh, but just. The, the show as a whole being being in and around it was was amazing yeah, yeah um the biggest disappointment of the weekend was finding out on the saturday that we missed earth wind and fire playing on the big stage outside because oh. that happened on the friday um i mean that would have been incredible like seeing earth wind and fire there. yeah that would have been amazing would've, would've i been always amazing. see the band walking around every now i usually see them just hanging around outside how many original <laughs> members are in earth wind and fire uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Captain Planet and uh... <laughs> yeah, it was good. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was really bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many are in are in there, but um, you know. It, but um, you, you're right, Jay. It was a good show. It was a great um, show. Yeah, really walking good. around with you at least for an hour meant that I got to see a couple things. Well, yeah. Let's like, let's hey. talk about those, Matt. I do want to you know get into the news and really because we've held off talking about any Fender releases until we got Jay back. So I really want to talk about those. But yeah, come on, Matt. From from the two or so hours that you actually managed to look around, right. what did you see uh, that excited you? Okay, 
I'll, I'll power through them. Uh, firstly, the Origin Effects Revival Trem oh, by okay. Tremolo. This is this, very exciting. This was very cool because at first I walked past it on the Wednesday when I was dropping a few bits off to the Thorpey booth and I saw it and I didn't really kind of get into it. And then I spoke to um, one of the, the people on, on the booth and I didn't realize that it's effectively like, um, I, I guess it's like a Princeton or, or a Deluxe. So it's, it's actually got a tone and drive circuit in it and then it's got the reverb as well so it's more like a kind of amp in a box than it is just a trem pedal oh this, um, this is very exciting yeah you know, you've got two different types of um eq drive and you can kind of place them where you want uh then you've got a separate on and off button for the for the drive and the trem and then the foot switch also works for either uh, tap tempo or like you can then multiply it as well so you can have a tap tempo and everything in which i thought was really cool sounded amazing looked dead cool that's cracking um, i actually spoke like, to adam from origin effects today he's sending one over to us so we'll have one to, to kind of have, a, have a look at in depth over the next couple of weeks yeah i thought that was really cool um just rock solid build like um everything they've done before sorry it wasn't a um princeton it was it's based on a deluxe like i think a 60 i'm pretty sure it's like a 63 deluxe but it's it's very very amp like i think so that's that's really really cool um i checked out very briefly the pigtronics infinity 2 um which is kind of the next i, I don't think it's like the next in line to the infinity because it doesn't as as much um it's just a dual looper with some effects in it but what i really liked is it's got an onboard decay control so that is how many repeats you get of the loop so you can get that real kind of frippertronics type thing where you get that like real sound on sound so the loops never go forever yeah they'll repeat like you know five or ten times as they start to fade out but what you can do is you can do that you can kind of create a massive soundscape then turn the decay control all the way up and then everything will just keep going indefinitely just so you continue can kind of to oscillate right yeah thing, so yeah. you can like capture moments of a performance and stuff which i thought was really cool um super small um it's you know it's got all the dl4 type effects on it um, and it works very dl4 like um so you know that's you know guys like nick for example like we said using it on the booth i think a lot of people still want that very kind of plug and play simple to use loop function so i thought that was pretty cool um and that's going to be like 199 so i thought that was pretty reasonably priced um i got to very quickly and i did send you a picture i went to past the ashdown booth and saw our friendly at ashdown and checked out the low rider uh which is their kind of one of their new bases which i thought was absolutely amazing um so these they, are yes as we we mentioned on last week's episode these are the dan lacken designed um ashdown yes. bases so and he, premium he, quality bases from an amp company he um he turned up the day before and went no, no this one needs flats uh so it had flats on it and then we were going through the ctm 300 yeah that's I the headset so like, i've got someone you've got yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, so that's um, the so that the low rider is the uh is the fight is the thunderbird style or thunderbird-esque yeah it's kind um, of like a reverse it's a reverse thunderbird, thunderbird thing, yeah. sort of a reverse thunderbird more like what was the end whistle dean called <laughs> you tell me <laughs> the spider that was it yeah no, that's isn't that the one that's like pointy isn't no, that like an explorer no no he had uh every everywhere i'm, every, I'm gonna stop because all three of us are googling, googling it, so everyone's stop. googling dean ent whistle no, that's the explorer the spider is the explorer oh dean ent whistle is actually a person <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Oh, he's a drug dealer. Right, okay. <laughs> Not uh, John Entwistle, we should yeah. say that. No, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yes, the Dean, here we are, I found it. It's, it was called the Hybrid Pro. Of course. Um, and yes, it is, a, so the, the one released by Ashdown that is really quite... memorable name. Yeah, it's quite similar to the Hybrid Pro. Um, but yeah, sort of a non-reverse uh, Thunderbird-esque, but with two Music Man-style eight-pole-pieced Chunky, chunky pickups, yeah, and and that that was strung up with flats, you say? Yes, yes, it was, um, and it sounded amazing, even for a terrible bass player like myself. Um, I thought it sounded, I thought it sounded really good, really, obviously, really good quality basses. Um, I know when you sort of first told them about us about them, Joe, I was a bit like, meh. But then I played one and was like, no, I kind of get it. I think, you know, well-priced, good quality bass, especially if you want something a bit different. And yeah, like you say, it comes from a sort of heritage of good um, sort of bass design, as it were. So I I thought that was really cool. So I got a bit of time to um, check out that. And the headphones. um, So we were talking about their their headphones because I'd not actually seen them in person. I think we might have mentioned them on the podcast before, but they've got the VU meter in the side. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So... It now comes with an app, and the app can control things like the lights. So you can like change the color of the lights in the VU meter and oh, stuff like yeah. that, which I thought was just like that is... totally bizarre. But now we're um, talking. <laughs> so there was that um, as well. Um, so yeah, that was the cool thing from Ashdown. And then with Jay, we went downstairs into Hawley very briefly. Um, saw Tom from Gray's Guitars. Um, so he'd made a couple of new. He'd made a new model which. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I want to say it was called the Sidewinder, but I'm not 100%. Like a Jazzmaster style offset um, guitar. But what was really cool is that he'd actually sunk the trem into the body. Oh, yeah. So rather than the plate, which would normally sit like on top, it actually had actually like carved out the where it sits. So everything was totally flush. Um, and then he had like a pink 2P90 like T-type guitar, which had even put like pink side dots on. So um, I thought that was that was pretty cool. And just, you know, overall, just great quality finished guitars. Um, and he's based in London. So we were talking about maybe heading over to his and trying a few out and getting him on the podcast as well, since he's since he's local. Um, and then he was also there with Tim from Hampstead. Um, and they had a kind of new prototype of their new eq pedal so it's an eq and a compressor in one with one foot switch and i thought what they'd done there which was really cool they were like so many people use switching systems now are like really nice design foot switch goes like unused so we thought how can we build more functionality into the foot switch so you've got a compressor on one side and an eq on the other and you can set it up so the button turns both on or both off, or it flips flip flops between the two, so you can go between compressor or EQ. Oh, very. Or nice. it leaves the EQ on all the time, and then you can turn the compressor on and off. So you can have like an always on, make gooder EQ, and then hit a compressor on, or you can have the compressor on all the time, and then switch in the EQ. Yeah, that's more like it. Boost. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a really <laughs> something quite unique that I'd not seen from another pedal design before so um that was pretty cool and got to to be honest i didn't really like try much stuff like that in terms of hearing it because nam is literally the worst place to try and demo well especially when you're anything. looking at if you make gooders and compressors like a sort of yeah thing. i remember talking NAM to is their nemesis i remember talking to thorpe thorpe uh, last year wasn't it he launched last year yeah, yeah. and it's just like 
can't hear anything. And actually, <laughs> we should say I went over to Thorpey. Um, it's not on their website yet, but they did announce their two new pedals, the Field Marshal and the Bunker. Yeah. Um, so for those who haven't seen... Which is, is the, yeah, the reimagining of the... Uh... The, of the love tone pedals yeah exactly um so dan coggins the original designer of love tone is um behind all of those as well so they took the original circuits the original products and basically redesigned the circuit for for modern day and then put put them in the thorpey housing um and then we also spoke to mikey demas and checked out the the honey badger real quick and everything as well and just caught up with those guys and that pedal's obviously amazing can't wait to kind of play it properly um and the same with the thorpey stuff as well i thought those looked super super cool yeah This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and so I watch you from afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Hegel and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA made Seymour Duncan pickups it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019 you can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Absolutely fantastic. Now, before we uh, before we dive head first into some news, Mark Packham, hello there. You've uh, you've said all of all of two words on this uh, on this well, episode. I can see that you're just doing work. I'm in not the doing. I'm not working at you all. I'm not. I'm not actually. I've been reading about the uh, Vox. UL seven thirty. Ah, okay. um, so well, the reason keeping we, it keeping it bang up to date. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the Beatles. Well, that's and right. Some I wanted to bring you into this. So uh, the reason that I'm doing this is uh, the only kind of bit of gear stuff that I've done this week is uh, I've been reading a book called uh, Dreaming the Beatles. By so that's why you're going through another Beatles yeah, phase. Yeah. So Dreaming the Beatles by Rob Sheffield, who I right. believe is a I think he was. Rolling Stone writer, maybe. Um, And yeah, basically the book is a kind of a different take on... Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, Rolling Stone. Um, A different take on a kind of biography of the Beatles, as it were. And it, it takes the form of like short essays around different aspects of the Beatles. And um, the book is amazing. It's really kind of got me back into the Beatles after a while. Of, <laughs> As if you've ever not well, been no, massively like, into the Beatles. But like, in a way that I haven't been for a very long time, in that, like, okay, yeah, I've got a Beatles playlist that I'll put on, like, while we're having breakfast in the morning, and it will be mostly from, like, Beatles number ones, and it will be those songs. Whereas, like, this week, I've been listening to a lot of alternate takes and oh. a lot of stuff on YouTube, like, 
weird bootlegs and so stuff. So this is why, because you've actually damaged your ears. Because yeah, you... I, um, I've been listening to uh, Paperback Writer incredibly loud <laughs> on, on some very expensive <laughs> headphones. The reason being that I've decided that Paperback Writer has the best guitar sound ever recorded. Uh, and that leads me back to my original point in that, um, yeah, the the, uh, the amp used is the Vox UL730. Um, and... Really, really interesting read about this amp. Incredibly rare Vox amp. They reckon something like 130 ever made, something like that. Uh, yeah, don't quote me on that number, but not many anyway. And, and, um, and when was this? When was that amp? Um, let's have a look. The uh, it's mid 60s. I think. Right. I think it's 1965. Um, but it's the key thing about it is that it's a hybrid amp. So um, it's solid state pre uh, and valve output stage. Right. Um, and it's very kind of gritty sounding, incredibly gritty, but it's got loads of oomph behind the, the sound as well. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of reading about that. And that brought me onto a pedal that we talked briefly about when it came out, which is the Clam Dr. Robert pedal. Um, and basically, I've spent most of this week just listening to demos of that because it is essentially spot on for... If you if you just basically want to play the intro to Paperback Writer, which is what I absolutely want to do right. forever from now on, um, this is the pedal that you need. I see. And it will. It sounds exactly like it. Um, we talked about Aklam a few times, and we have talked about this pedal before. But uh, I think everyone should go and check out the demos because and that's the Doctor Roberts pedal. So Aklam are a really interesting company. We've we've, we've mentioned them a few times. What does times this one before. smell like? I don't, yeah, this one. You're right. Aklam did do the cinnamon drive, and it came in a bag. The smelt of cinnamon. This one. So I assume if this is a Beatles pedal, it's going to come up smelling like ganja or something. No, like a Beatles. <laughs> of, yeah. Like crushed Beatles. Yeah. Um, no, this, this does not have that gimmick. On for, well, as far as I know, I mean, they might smell great. But it's but still they don't in there. Is it, it in their proprietary sort of It is. It's in this, yeah, it's in this housing that they do where they've got kind of fixers on the side, which you can fix to their own kind of pedal board. Uh, that they, they do. Um, and the gimmick really for this one in terms of the look is... Uh, firstly, uh, the way that it came about is the uh, team at Acclam actually got hold of an original uh, UL730 and they even put the serial number of the UL730 oh, that's that it's cool. based on. Um, but the other thing is, if you're a bit of a Beatles nerd, it's quite cool because the artwork is done by Klaus Vormann, who did the original artwork for Revolver. Oh, so that's they, wonderful. That's amazing that they went well, to really? those yeah. lengths. Uh, so it seems done. like they've kind of yeah drafted him in to, to do the artwork, which is super cool. Um, and it also has... It's got two foot switches. One is the on-off. The other one is the Max Shao button, which is a great Beatles reference for those in the know. Oh, I don't know it. Uh, I believe it means more show. Right, and uh, it's what they would get shouted at when they were oh, when, when they, they were in Hamburg. Energy fell flat in their in their Hamburg gigs. Oh. Right. The promoters would say, "Max Shaw, make a show or more." It just means like more loud, do more, do, do more, do, do, do more. more. Um, and more that's loud. what that button does. That's uh, it's a uh, like an independent. Uh, it's got an independent volume control, and clicking the Max Shaw button gives you an, a volume boost. Why on earth would cool. you ever not? Why is that not on all the time? Well, I guess the idea is that you've got one sound and then it gives you a bit of a bump up if you need it for like solos and that. Fair enough. But what I might do now, I've decided, is I want to buy one of these and I want to buy like a Dan Electro back talk when they come out, the reissue, and then I'm just going to play Beatles stuff and like 
backwards by like delays a and that. Selma treble and bass or something. Uh, yeah. I'll probably still use the katana because this is doing most of the work, and I feel yeah. like in the front end of the katana. Yeah, um, but Selma treble and basses look. Wicked. Yeah, but also like yeah. really impractical for my flat. No, Mark, but, Mark, you're not listening uh, to sure. me. They Selma look treble and basses look what, really what good. What I would rather do is spend that money buying a casino, like the guitar, not an actual casino. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yeah, I just want to go. Sluts. I just want pardon. I just, just want to go. Oh, his casino. I Slots. I want to go full Beatles, and I want to get a casino. Are you going to get a Beatles haircut? No, no. I, there's no way I could do that with my hair. You know how thin my hair is. <laughs> it's not a mop top. It's like a more like sort of Wurzel gummage. Can you get like a furry jacket like George on the roof? Uh, that is a good jacket. Yeah. And Ella absolutely owns a lot of coats. That <laughs> exactly That's so, so true. So yes, I could probably do that. Please um, do that. Please so, do that. Yeah, I want to get a hold of one of these pedals and I'm probably going to buy an Epiphone Casino. Okay. I've decided. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we do need to get stuck into some news because I really want to talk about all the cool new Fender things. But just very quickly before we do, if you are in the UK, then... Um, and very soon, there's another guitar event going on. Uh, the Guitar Show kicks off in Birmingham uh, at some point. When does it kick off? It's, isn't it, like, it's the end of Feb, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's it's a, it's it's a leap leap year guitar show. So it will be the 29th of February and the and, and the, the first. first of March. Yeah, I can't so, I can't go because my cousin is getting married on right. the leap year day ah so they're never going to have a wedding anniversary yeah just Great like once every idea. four years yeah. so uh so i can't go because it's bang in the middle no, of no you won't be there but but the rest of us are all going to be there and uh and and you listen so i mean joe don't to. put people off <laughs> yes yeah, sorry yeah uh, i maybe won't be there but no you can you can go to listener if you just go to the guitar show.co.uk forward slash tickets um, then it is uh it's, it's like 12 pound 50 to get in which is it's always, it's always been good it's a we've, fantastic show we've been Yeah, exactly. I'm disappointed I can't. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Go, oh, I, I like going to it. Exactly, you uh, can come to, yeah. I, I, I mean, it will I'm mean that you're going to have to... have to curry on my own. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. The food's always good. Are you at yeah. the wedding for both days? I'm the wedding... <laughs> well, I mean... I won't. Ha- I'm staying up, and I won't have my car with me. Sure. So I mean, I could, I could go and join you on the Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll be in my tuxedo. Probably. I mean, that's, oh, that's worth a twelve pound fifty. I tell you 50 what, years. if you turn up in your tuxedo, <laughs> I'll wear my tuxedo to the show. Okay, okay. He, he, listen to me right now, Joe. Yep. I will one hundred percent. You don't have to talk about this again. Okay, I'll definitely do it. All right. Okay, I'm there. That's a deal. Wonderful. Yeah, it's done. Anyway, um, uh, you know, it, yeah. I, Hold on. What's that noise? Yes, that's right. You are hearing it correctly. It is, in fact, the question duck, signalling that it is time for the questions segment of the podcast. Oh, no. I'm not. Uh, what yeah, what are you doing? Questions? I haven't done the news. Oh, I've got all <laughs> flustered. Well, we did hear the question duck, but we're going to ignore the question duck and we're going to dive head are first you okay? into. Look. <laughs> okay, I'll come, I'll come clean. It was, it was my girlfriend's. 35th birthday over the weekend and we went always to, the gentleman giving away a lady's age yeah. we went also to, today's Tuesday that's yeah. like 
48 hours has passed uh, yes, since the weekend. Yes, I know. But it does still have quite a strong smell of booze. There is some proper booze sweats on going on On the Sunday, there. we went to a, a beer festival. We were going to a beer festival for it with, with a family and friends. And then afterwards, I we, don't believe we that. were going back, to, going back to ours. Emma's family and friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we were going back to ours for a, for a Emma's party Emma's family afterwards. and Emma's friends. friends. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so beer festival. Because we weren't there, so I don't then, know who yeah, else. No, yeah, no yeah. exactly. <laughs> beer festival and then back to ours for a party. Um, but the beer festival was kind of out sort of in the middle of nowhere and on the day Emma was like I tell you what I'm just going to drive to the beer festival because also she was performing at the beer festival and she wanted to drive and then like a few other people sort of drove as well and then the people that weren't driving happened to be like cider drinkers so they were just like well rather than getting the beer tokens we're just going to pay for cider at the bar because there's a bar as well as the sort of you know the beer token beer but by this point I'd already bought 40 beer tokens thinking that I'd be handing them out to everyone and I was more or less the only person drinking and uh, I remember nothing of the Sunday but apparently I was great really really lovable but I found three tokens remaining uh, the next day how many tokens was a beer like between one and two so it varied Um, and I was there for six hours so yeah people were doing the maths and working out how much I drank I'm sure I gave some away as well so I'm sure it's not like that but you know, you are known for your boozy generosity. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But I, re- I really do remember virtually nothing of the day. Apparently, I was lovely. I cried when I gave Emma her gift in front of all her family and our friends, which is incredibly embarrassing. She- Presumably, you weren't boozed at that point. Oh no, no, I was, I was incredibly drunk because I did that in the evening. I think they thought it was oh, right. tears, but actually, it was just spilt booze. Just- <laughs> it was just, <laughs> just, just booze <laughs> seeping out yeah. of my pores. <laughs> I wasn't crying, I was leaking. Yes, yeah, yeah. My, my guitarist... It's saturation point. Yeah. My guitarist, Tim, said he'd never seen me that drunk and he seen me drink a bottle of vodka with a straw. But no, he hasn't really. But, um, but no, uh, I, I, uh, I bought Emma a 1978 Korg MS-10 uh, synthesizer, which is the coolest thing I've ever bought anyone. It's a, a very cool synthesizer. Are either of you familiar with it or, or Matt? I mean, I, I'm familiar with the reissue. Well, not the reissue, the, but the, the current MS-20. MS-20, yeah. Which is a mini key version of it, and I think it's also polyphonic. the The MS Ten was a was a monophonic single oscillator version of that, so kind of the affordable version of the MS Twenty. Yes, but my goodness, absolutely fantastic. You've had well, I tell you, you've I'll had an MS Twenty, didn't you, Matty? No, I was going to build one because I did a kit for a while, but it links very nicely into a guitar pedal that I saw today by Sub Decay Effects. They've actually made something called the M3, which is a three-oscillator monophonic guitar synth based on the oscillators and filters in an MS-20. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, which I thought was very, very cool. So um, if if you have heard of it and you're like, yeah, I really want that sound, you can buy it. This right pedal, now, this stuff, pedal this looks pedal. absolutely incredible. It looks banging, doesn't it? Oh yeah, that's great. They've based the look really on that sort of MS10, MS20, yeah. very functional Korg. It looks, uh, look. it, it looks like a bit of modular rack gear looks, that's put yeah, into yeah, yeah. a pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it looks um, amazing. I've got a feeling that Behringer also recently did an MS20 style clone. Um, so if you want, the oh, thing, if you don't want did. to buy a vintage one, I think you can buy a Behringer style one. Uh, Have we? Um, have we never got involved with sub decay pedals before? Because their stuff looks absolutely amazing. I don't know. They've always sort of, they've made, always made great stuff. They've been around for a very long time. I remember 
in the early days when I started at GAC, them sort of being around and having a couple of pedals that were only available in the States. Um, I just don't think you see them much in, I mean, looking at their dealer list right now, the only places you can buy them in the UK, uh, One Joe's, uh, Sounds Great, Joe's Pedals, which is online. So there's just a phone number and Break the Machine, which is a relatively yeah. new store. They do a great looking pedal called the Starlight Flanger, which has got a real sort of, I'm I'm not going to say Star Trek vibe, I'm going to say, or Star Wars vibe, I'm going to say sub that, more like... Um, Battlestar. No, not even do Battlestar. Not, um, do not say that Battlestar is sub more like, Star Wars or Star Trek. More like... Um, Joe. Sorry. Starman. Starman. Or, or, or Buck Rogers. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, Buck Rogers or like um, The Last Starfighter, Ooh, that sort of vibe. Okay. Um, great movies from the 80s. I'm trying to name more budget What was the space movie now? with um, John Travolta? Uh, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Oh yeah, greatest movie ever. It's absolutely not. <laughs> he has the blackest goatee in that. Like it's like jet black. Yeah, the, that's when he looks... was still dying his hair, wasn't right. he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he does that anymore. Careful. No, I think he's bald now. He doesn't do Careful. any less. We. <laughs> anyway, um, we we far in are we? We're so far in. We're like forty-five minutes in, and we really need to do this news. So, without further ado, let's dive headfirst into a big barrel of news. News, Jay Cross. Let's, uh, in in order of the decade correct release of the cool Fender <laughs> things that were released at NAM. Let's uh, let's power through some amazing releases. Big big NAM for Fender. Yeah, lots lots to talk about. So But um, cool NAM for Fender yeah, as well. Very cool. Last NAM was great. There was lots of stuff, but it was all like here's some new standard lines. Whereas now it's like here's some amazingly cool stuff that you didn't think we'd ever bring back. Yeah, well so I guess the the the, the big headline release was the kind of the first public showing of the American Ultra series guitars, which are very cool, but we've sort of talked about those. So we'll skip over those. And I'll just, I just wanted to mention a few of the kind of maybe not niche points, but like things that maybe didn't make the headline news. So first of all, I'm just going to talk, talk very briefly about the um, one that we didn't put on the news. And I don't know why I forgot about it, but did you see that uh, there was a 70th, 70th anniversary broadcaster released <laughs> i did not yeah so basically it's the first time since 1950 that you have been able to buy a guitar with the word the broadcaster. broadcaster in it yeah 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 oh because they now own gretch well it's a bit more convoluted right, than that okay, actually yes, it's not so. quite it's not quite as simple as that but um i th- we've got permission to use the name. Fender has got permission to use the name, but um, just to, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard this story before, but in 1950, when the guitar came out, the Telecaster was originally called the Broadcaster. And they reckon that maybe 250 were made. um, With it on the headstock. With it on the headstock. And then Fred Gretsch came along, you know, Fred Gretsch Sr., I think, came along and said, sorry, I own the name Broadcaster for my my drums. You can't call it that. Uh, Please change the name. And for um, about 18 months, what happened was the names were just scratched off. And that's where no caster came from because they just weren't anything. And then to try and appeal to like kind of new people who were into modern technology, Fender Leo called the guitar the Telecaster after the television. Um, So he should have the internet caster now or the Instagram caster. Well, but then, but then it's it's exactly the same thing that happened with the Stratocaster because it was all about 
uh, space exploration. Oh, people going into yeah, the stratosphere. stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's oh. what that's where that name came from. So yeah, yeah, the thing is, is like we think about these names now. It's like oh wow, Telecaster, Stratocaster. Essentially, what it is is it's the same thing as calling stuff like the iCaster now. Oh like, it's just, no, it's just like oh, finding a made cool those names. Much it's less finding cool. It, it's finding like a cool name and then just like taking it. Tindercaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or you know, Caster without the uh, yeah, without yeah, the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step. They're going to yeah. drop the E in Caster. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very cool. Big, thick neck, uh, flathead screws on the... Uh, oh, that's great. Which is something that didn't happen in 1952. Um, uh, or, you know, maybe it did right at the start, but blah, right. blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, so that's really cool. So that's 1950. Okay. Moving on to 1952. <laughs> um, there are uh, some brand new classic vibe... 50s Esquires. This is very cool. So um, the Esquire, again, obviously people know about this, is Telecaster with just the one pickup in the bridge. And uh, these have been brought for the first time. In, there's been a couple of limited models that have come out, but for the first time they are now available in the classic vibe range. So they are available in uh, Butterscotch Blonde, Daphne Blue or Surf Green, all with a um, maple board, obviously, because it's yeah. 50s. Um, single ply plates. Single ply plates. Just super, super 50s. Joe, you actually you sent me a text saying that you were going to sell your Baja and buy one I'm of these. I'm going to sell my Baja and I'm going to get the butterscotch one. Absolutely. The uh, thing to bear in mind, though, um, is you can only use it as an Esquire. It has not been routed for a neck oh, pickup. Oh, that's really cool. I, that's I, absolutely I think fine. It's, I think that's it's really fine cool. with me. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you can only I'm use it as an Esquire. At that. I thought they'd use like a stock body, you know, and just have a nope. different plate on it. No, no, no. This is no. <laughs> there's no routing. It's just it's just Esquire. Absolutely. Um, and it's also because of that, it still has a three way uh, three way switch, but it's the Esquire uh, Esquire switching. So right. full tone, half tone, tonal eclipse. Right. Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> What's funny about that? Um, okay, I don't next think anyone up, outside of the UK would will get that record. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> uh, Matt, the only jokes I ever tell are for you guys. So like, I don't care about I don't care about anybody I don't care about anybody outside of this room or your room. <laughs> um, right. So uh, the other cool squire thing that came out. I mean, you wanted to talk. You wanted me to talk about this, Joe. More, this is pretty cool. That, so you, you, we can just mention it as a cursory thing. Bullet Mustangs, the guitar that should have. Um, uh, one gear of the year three years ago and everyone said no the Epiphone SL is better and then when it got to the final everyone went the Epiphone SL is not very good is it perhaps we should have put the bullet Mustang through and I was vindicated as I always am in hindsight <laughs> when it comes to gear of the year I would like to add uh, but anyway uh, bullet Mustangs are now available in um, uh, like sparkle finishes it's the competition colours isn't it it's competition red and blue uh, well, it's Lake Placid Blue with an ice blue metallic stripe. I think it's competition blue. It's not. It's Lake Placid Blue with an ice blue metallic stripe and Candy Apple Red with a burgundy mist stripe. I see. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, they're very cool. But other than that, they are the same. So that's, uh, where's that taking us to? That's 1952 and 1956, I think, the Mustang Wars. Or was it 54? I can't remember. Um, right. What is next on the list of ridiculous things that you've asked me to talk about here um so next would be the american original 90 okay so the american original so american original series guitars came out in uh where are we two years ago now right 
and um, they were very cool. Um, you know, they took yeah, over a great, from... Yeah, a great way to sort of bring that whole vintage line back into, you know, to sort of... There was, there was some price awkwardness with the previous series yeah. and stuff. This really put... American originals are in the right place price-wise for people who don't necessarily want a custom shop but do want those vintage correct specs. Yeah, exactly. And um, there are a couple of new... There was some new finishes, but the thing that was actually exciting was the new Telecasters that came into the range. So uh, there is a... Uh, um, 60s thin line, uh, which is maple board with uh, the F-hole and uh, three very cool finishes. So there's a natural, there's a three-color sunburst, and there is a uh, surf green or sea green. Oh, lovely. Oh, I didn't realize um, they were doing it in like a, in a cool surf color as well. Yes, but the one that is, for me, the most exciting, and I, I was really surprised that there wasn't more of this that was made at the show is the 70s telly custom so 70s telly custom available in three finishes but that's not really important what's important is the fact that these have got brand new kunafei wide range humbuckers in right okay so what's exciting about that is the um you know how when we've talked about 70s like 72 telly reissues the customs of the deluxes we've always talked about the fact that the pickups don't sound very good Right. I mean, that's sure. kind of been yeah, my okay. my talking point right, has right. always been. I don't really like them because the pickups don't sound very good. And the thing is, is that the pickups that have been in the reissues aren't the proper pickups. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a history on Kunafei. Okay. So Kunafei is the magnet that was in the original pickups in a way that nowadays we use Alnico. Yeah. Yeah. Origin these humbuckers were uh, originally made of Kunafei. Now Kunafei is a is an alloy that was invented in the 30s that was originally used uh it was like the first magnet that could be turned into screws essentially. It was quite quite malleable because it's quite soft. Right. And um its main use was in speedometers and tachometers so in the automobile industry. But towards the end of the 70s um those started to move over to being electronic as opposed to being magnetic. Right. So the use of the uh, of the 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 availability of Kunafe kind of disappeared. Now that was a problem for Fender because basically when Seth Lover, who left Gibson to come and join Fender, uh, he the, one of the first things he made was a new pickup because he the paths were still under pattern, obviously. Yeah. So he made a new style of humbucker uh, that used. The uh, that used the Kunafei magnet, okay, right. But by 1979, you couldn't get Kunafei anymore, and so in the 40 years since then, between then and now, nobody has been able to make pickups that sounded like the pickups that were in the original 70s wide range humbuckers. Right. Over the last couple of, and I only found this out recently. Over the last couple of years, Fender have been working with someone somewhere <laughs> who has managed to recreate this is incredibly specific of them managed to recreate the Kunafei magnet so right like over the last few years loads of companies including fender have tried to make stuff that sounded like Kunafei, but it didn't really it, didn't, right. it just didn't really work hence why for the last few years i've been talking about the fact that 72 tellies didn't sound very good sure um but fender have actually done it now Amazing. And they are proper Kunafe magnets. They're exclusive just to Fender. Apparently, the technology involved in actually remaking the Kunafe has been is really expensive and has been a total nightmare. And 
these humbuckers are only available in the American original 70s telly <laughs> customs. And let me tell you, they sound so good. So I really hope that they get released as a standalone part because sure. they they're absolutely it's it's I'm exactly sure up in custom shops as well. Yeah, yeah, probably they will at some point. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I've got that. I bought a yeah, I was seventy. I bought a seventy-two telly body. You need this to be. I know a part. <laughs> that's exactly. My, <laughs> so I'm desperate for these to be available as standalone parts. And yet, so what's funny is like when um, uh, Blake from the Tone Mob, Blake and Jess were. Uh, walking around and I sort of gave them a, a little bit of a tour and they uh, they spoke to me afterwards and they they were like just found out about these pickups why didn't you tell me I was like well they weren't on display and I totally forgot basically <laughs> and uh, and yeah I mean they were like oh can't wait to hear them and honestly they sound it, they're amazing and it's it's very cool to see something that's a proper proper vintage reissue coming back into these guitars and I just think it adds a little bit of authenticity to the line so that's that. Now, that's the 70s. We are not going to make it through Fine. Uh, all of these. So we are going to continue I'm sure over everyone the would appreciate you stopping me. But I do, I do, I was going to say, I do want one more piece of news. And then, because we there are five pieces of Fender news that we're going to talk about, but I do want the next one. So let's do... Why don't we... Well, I was going to say, why don't we just do some question duck? Well, yes, yeah, the question duck is calling. But, you know, I figured we'd get in one piece of news and then do the question duck. Okay. But um, I tell you what, no, let's just let's cram straight over onto the question duck because there he is again, making a lot of noise this week. He's probably angry that I uh, obviously you introduced him, him, you let a... him in, and then you booted him back. You, out yeah. you tempted him with the bread, and then you yeah. went, "No, I'm sorry, duck, I can't feed you this no, bread. It will make oranges. you sick." Oranges, orange. You glad oh, I fed I'd you some feed bread? Feed him oranges because it's a segment. It's a question segment. Oh, anyway, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I liked when I wasn't on this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so um, so first up, and, and this is, I guess this is kind of in line with a lot of things we've been talking about, but um, uh, but Thomas Aldergren asked on our on our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, what are the products launched at NAMM that you really are considering buying this year? I know that means we're still going to talk about the NAMM theme for a little bit, but what things are we actually seeing? Because you see lots of things and you're like, damn, that's really cool. But what things have each of us seen that we're actually thinking about putting our hands into our pockets and spending money on. Mark Packham, you look Hello ready there. to go. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Boss Wazza headphones. We talked about it in uh, in Gear of the Year. And actually, again, you know, this week I've sat down and played tons and tons of guitar because I've got back on this Beatles tip for, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and I was playing guitar last night and as great as Wazza sounds as a home amp, I... Turned it up a bit to the point where I felt uncomfortable for my neighbours, and right. I was like, "This sounds so much better." It's it whatever amp it is, basically whatever amp you've got, the louder it gets, the better it's going to sound. And but I was at a point where I was like, you know, even though they're a bit noisy sometimes, they're a bit stompy. They you know they they make like banging noises and stuff. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable even playing a guitar at this volume. So. That is the thing for me. That solves a very specific problem. Um, I can't afford them right now, but I would really, really like to get some wiser headphones because I want to play more guitar than ever and uh, I can't really do it at a volume. Even with the one of the best practice amps ever made, can't do it at a volume that's satisfying. Yeah, okay, cool. Matthew Knight. I will probably say the Pigtronics Looper um, just because... 
I really want, after watching Nick Reinhardt, I was like, really want a DL4. And then I was like, oh, this kind of does everything that the DL4 does, and it's a little bit smaller. Um, and I thought that was a really cool pedal. And I already used the Infinity Looper now. I'm not really using the MIDI stuff. Um, so something that's a bit simpler, but they're kind of same sort of idea. I like the idea of that. Um, I didn't get a huge amount of time to see a lot of other stuff. Um, but the Thorpey stuff, um, obviously, I love everything they do. So I'm keen to try... Key, uh, keen to try those and i'm sure i will buy one of those as well but um i don't know i'm gonna wait for the dust to settle and see what wow i, I kind of feel like top. you need to you need to read through some nam releases don't you because you've uh i guess you've been so busy with boss you've probably well, missed a load yeah, of stuff one cause... thing i did actually just spot looking through some press releases which i can't believe i didn't know existed and i really wish i'd had time to go and see them with the new charvels that were announced the yeah. three single coil ones. Um, I was like, oh, they look pretty cool. I mean, everything that they've done recently since the the, the DK24, the hum- obviously the dual humbucker one, now the three single coil one, I'm like, oh, that's just another killer version of that guitar. So no doubt they'll be amazing. I probably won't buy one because I don't really need one. But that- Well, you've already got a DK24. Exactly. But they look like cool guitars nonetheless. Yeah, I thought something else just while you were talking about that. Yes. Three single coils. The Yvette Young uh, signature Ibanez looks Ibanez absolutely Tolman. incredible. And on, on, and on that note, the new Pyre, uh, Steve Vai, is yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a ridic- it really? ridiculous price. I mean, it's obviously there oh, is the top end. Yeah. It's 4,666. Um, <laughs> but I really like the they've reimagined the gem the gem's not being discontinued but it's not like they've gone here's another gem in another color with a different it's like it's got new trem on it it's got um obviously the different monkey grip handles they're like leave uh they're like tears yeah they're like yin and yang um signs. then it's got new you know fretboard design it's got new design pickups in it i really like the fact that it's got a magnetic back plate um for changing what? strings i thought that was really cool because <laughs> okay. like the problem with floyd rose is they're a nightmare to change strings and stuff like that so we've made it super easy um so yeah i thought that was actually a really cool guitar i probably wouldn't buy one um but um i definitely well, that, that that's was... the whole point of this question <laughs> well i would buy one if i had the money right let's put it right, that way okay, um enough. Because I thought it, I, I actually think it looks better than the gem, and it comes in pink sparkle, which you know sells everything to me. So yes, absolutely. Do we um do we know how much these Yvette Young guitars are? Because they look so good. I I imagine the they're not going to be. Isn't an especially expensive line of yeah, guitars. Yeah, but I kind of feel like these are probably like prestige. Probably, build but I bet they still do a good job, even at their prestige line of of keeping things quite affordable. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they're over the grand mark. Mm, I would not. <laughs> no, no, over the grand. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Mark. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly couldn't say because it, you know it really depends on where it's built, how it, how it's built. You know, like for example, the the noodles model that's still current, I guess, is a signature. <laughs> no way. How do we? There still? is still one. There how is one. The, of all the guitars that the, Ibanez do, that is the only one that we constantly refer to. Uh, the noodles one. The NDM four is the current noodles, which is the two kind of uh, P ninety equipped one. Um, that's kind of a Talman shape, and it is four hundred and forty nine quid. Yeah. But it, I don't yeah, know. If we don't this know is the spec. Be, yeah. We don't know the spec, so we'll have to wait and see. Jay Cross, is there been anything you've seen that you think you'd actually part money with? Yeah, a couple of things actually. So, uh, first of all, 
you know, in terms of kind of reissues, I I still really want to get an Ibanez Echo Shifter at some point. The ES20s, I just think are amazing pedals. They they look, they sound, they feel incredible. It's like a really organic way to play guitar, and I, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm also really intrigued by the, uh, and I haven't had a chance to play one yet, but the Earthquaker Life pedal. Yeah. So after the uh, the original versions of them sold out immediately. Uh, this is the Sun um, signature pedal, I guess, and um, they those ones sold out absolutely immediately. So they came along with these afterwards, which is kind of a production line one, I guess. And I think there's there's a they seem to be a bit cheaper. I mean, they're still the best part of three hundred quid. So um, I would they're, really need they're to. They're not hand wired. I think these ones they are still like they hand populate the circuit boards, but they're yeah. like a like a solder bath so that's all it's, right but where the previous ones were like point to point point to like, point right yeah they were a lot they were a lot more money though weren't they yeah i think they were, they were like, like 500 quid yeah. yeah so these are yeah i mean these are best part of 300 quid so it is still a lot of money uh but one of the things that i like about it and I was, I was just sort of reading up it up on it there um one of the things that this can do that the other one can't do is you do have an expression input that allows you to control the octave blend which I think is really cool. Like that, you should be able to get That's some. That's very cool. Yeah, you should be able to get some really nice kind of uh, noisy, um, shimmery, feedbacky type sounds out of that. So that sounds really good. Uh, and I've I've just been listening to loads of Sun recently. They put out two records last year, and um, they're just still like, finishing the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Um, Life Metal, that's what that one... Yeah, it's because cause the Life Pedal. Life Metal, which was the kind of main record that they put out, it's just it's just amazing. Like, it's absolutely... It's so intense and so uh, just, like, bonkers. It's, I, I absolutely love that record. And then they put out another one, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, it's, like, Proclaster something. I don't know. Uh, that is, like, also pretty good. But Life Metal, amazing. And so I've been kind of inspired to try and do some heavier stuff. So thinking about that, and also on a kind of more realistic note, the MXR Timmy, which I don't know if we've talked too much about. We, we did. Did you we, talk Mark? about it last week? Yeah. I think we, we spoke about no, it on the Patreon. We spoke we? About, no, we spoke about it when Matt was still here. Oh, a couple of weeks right. ago. Also, oh, maybe before I, when I was away. When you were away, um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it's a, again, a really interesting collaboration. Paul Cochran, uh, hooking up with MXR and uh, you know releasing kind of a production line version of one of the most uh, kind of talked about and hidden gems of the boutique world. Yeah. Um, although you know the the team well, has become so now, exactly yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just I think it's a really interesting collaboration and uh, yeah it, it seems wicked and I'm I'm very excited to to give one of those a go and uh, I think I think that's you know I, I've always from afar really admired the timmy right. and uh yeah to try one in the sort of slim down you know the matt night special the yeah. micro pedal version um <laughs> i think will be really exciting so really keen to give one of those a go and i think that is kind of on the radar oh, very cool very cool i think uh i think for me the um uh vintage's new collaboration with joe doe yeah um the lucky betty guitars which is their their bound strap with a single tv jones style pickup in the bridge um 
they've got that available in two colors. I love it in the white. I actually like it in the orange as well, but really like it in the white. Comes in a, I think, a tweed style hard case as well, all for 599 British pounds, which is just an unbelievable deal for what is an incredibly cool looking guitar. So I think for me, that is absolutely something that I'll uh, be purchasing. I also really like about this how, you know how on the Jodo website, he would just have the backstories to the guitars. Yeah. But, you know, if you have found your way onto the Jodo website, you kind of know what's going on here. This is just on the JHS website <laughs> yeah. and they still have the backstory. So if you're, you know, if you're someone who's just been looking around for like, I don't know, a, a Shub Capo or, um, actually, I'm not sure if they do Shub. Uh, <laughs> they do, they right, do, okay, do Shub Capos, just to, just to, to double check there. Uh, you know, if you've been looking for one of those or like a Diago pedal board or something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's this Joe Doe? And it's got the backstory to starting out in the summer of 1959 from Porter, Indiana. Lucky, better, better. you know, it's just like, why? What is, is someone selling their own guitar? Like, you know, there's no mention of what the deal is with it. It's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, but yeah, they just seem so wonderful. And yeah, I did say I'm probably going to sell my Baja and get the, uh, um, the Esquire just because it's, it's so very cool and such a, an incredible price. And the classic vibe series have been so incredibly consistently good. Do the routing yourself. That's what I'd recommend. Oh, yeah, yes, sure. Yeah. Grab a chisel. Happy days. Yeah, you'll be fine. No, why not? Anyway, um, that uh, uh, that pretty much takes us up to, to time for, for this week's regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find it in the description of this podcast episode. Uh, this week's Patreon episode, we're going to be continuing to count down Jay's Fender news. And maybe if we get time, we're going to talk about a handful of other NAM news releases. This is the longest amount of time we've ever still been covering NAM. And yeah, it's not too through, much. Not so through, much stuff. Not through one of trying to. We absolutely went at like lightning pace last week. Yeah. Mark Packham to try and get through as much stuff as possible. And we still only managed half the list of what we had. I mean, in fairness, there's like. 500 companies yeah, there yeah, you know yeah, exactly. all releasing a handful you know it's just normally the stuff's not all that interesting but this year it feels like everyone this year, this year was something this year was really good it yeah. was uh it was very cool to be there yes exactly um so anyway to to listen to that and become a patreon supporter it costs only a dollar a month and you can enjoy the podcast ad free and normally early plus uh you can be a part of our live audience normally early. normally early. it's not this week uh but you can be part of our live audience and participate in our semi-regular guitar nerds live episodes at the five dollar tier you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week plus access to our entire back catalog of mini series like the question hole bar chords and the friday special and at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all these benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song. Follow us on all the major social media platforms at, at Guitar Nerds and join our Facebook community on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Whew. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Jeffrey Wax, Mario Turan, Brian Einzler, Gavin Van der Linden, Jacob McGee, Marcus Al, Kadawaki, Stuart Robson, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Rob Barstow, and Christian Lon Hansen, Keith Adams, and Eric Ford.
Smith, Hans Ams, Derek Rich, Rob Nordwick, Robin Smith, Steve Merkel, J.D. Shaw, 